Bible Church. Welcome back to the Midweek Podcast. It's a joy to share this time with you. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Uh, Brent Bullard, how are you? Good, oh, sir. Oh, man, I'm doing so well right now. Did you just take off your slide? I did. I did. I got these chief sandals. That's the most uh, casual I've ever seen. Oh, uh, I'm. It's a yes. This is true right now. They're not normal work hours. I want the record to show that. That's but right. I've got a. I got a chief shirt on. I got uh, no. I got a royal shirt on. I got Chiefs flip flops on. Zach Martin is my hero. He hooked me up. So I'm just nice. embracing the lifestyle right now. <laughs> Sitting right across from a couple of huge Kansas City Chiefs fans. Oh my gosh. Here we go, folks. Here we go. We begins. have Brad and Tiffany Carr. Hey, everybody. Hey. We're excited to be here and uh, pumped about this. Uh, Brent knows that I'm a, uh, I absolutely loathe the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm a diehard <laughs> Cowboys fan. And so uh, living up in the Kansas City area for a significant part of our lives, I was indoctrinated very much by all of the Chiefs fans, and I still cannot stand them. So, <laughs> um, my wife Tiffany is sitting right next to me. Hey, <laughs> and she is uh, a Texas Rangers fan. And so, um, when we lived up there, we actually got to hear about uh, just a little bit about Tiff's love for the Rangers, and we got to go see Rangers games at Kauffman Stadium, which was great. For those of you who don't know, that's where the Royals play. So anyway, it was a great time. We had a great time going and seeing the Rangers uh, beat up on the Royals. Mm. So that's fun. That's very likely. That's very likely. Well, you all have been, as uh, you're serving as our pastor of Groups and Global Missions, you all moved in here uh, Wednesday afternoon, correct? Correct. So you've been here under a week now. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of the church was able to, has already met you well beforehand when you visited Nacogdoches. Uh, others met you at the meet and greet, but we want to take this as an opportunity to be able to get to know y'all uh, for those that weren't able to attend either of those things. And so mm-hmm. would you be able to share with us, uh, Brad, Tiffany, we'll, we'll say uh, uh, ladies first, uh, yeah. share when you came to Christ, kind of how you grew up, and then, uh, and then you can share further how you ended up connecting together afterwards. Yeah, well, I I came to Christ when I was younger, um, about six years old, and I've grown up in a amazing Christian home, um, Christian parents, very supportive of everything I've done. Um, in fact, my mom always said that if uh, she would rather me be in the Lord's will than out of His will, and so they just always been super supportive if in any any direction we've led um, ministry wise, but. Uh, growing up in a Christian home, I was, I think there were certain expectations that were set because of that. Um, end of high school, in the co- college, I guess, um, drifted a little bit, but then it was really the Lord showing me that I needed to find my faith for myself, not what my parents believed. And so I believe that um, I really... I 100% without a doubt accepted Christ as a six-year-old, but I don't know that I truly knew what that meant until I was older. Um, and I think that's that's okay. I mean, I, I it was a lot of learning, a lot of maturing I had to do as a believer in Christ. And in college, through some situations or scenarios I put myself in, um, really, the Lord showed me that he was the only way out of those situations. And so I I think that through that, um, I really started to grow and have been growing, I feel like, by leaps and bounds since then. And it was in college that I actually met Brad. 
um, was warned against him, I was told. Oh, gosh, he, here we go, folks. <laughs> <laughs> he was a nice guy, but that he gave his number to, he was just friendly, um, yeah. wanted people to be involved. And they said, don't think anything about it. That's just who he is. And the day I met him, he gave me his number. And mm-hmm. um, we hung out with a group of uh, BSU students at the time. Um, and just hung out as a group, became good friends. And in my head, I was like, I, I, don't, I don't need a relationship right now. Like it was, <laughs> we were instant, we instantly clicked. Um, but the Lord moved through that over us being friends for a few years, and then He finally brought us together. Um, and then this December we'll be married thirteen years. That's right. Yep. So it's kind of my half of the story. That's okay. good. All That's right, now Brad, give us uh, catch us up from uh, from your upbringing, where you grew up, uh, uh, what that looked like regarding what you thought about uh, religion, faith, all those things. Then to when you met Christ, to share your story. Uh, that brings us up to, to par. Yeah, so I grew up in a little town in southwest Missouri. Grew up with a family that, um, you know, they they were what I call Christers, uh, Christmas and Easter attenders, if that at the most. And so it was kind of a, you know, having a relationship with Christ was not um, the priority. It was more of a, just being a good person and that kind of stuff. So for me, um, growing up in high school and even in you know what some might conceive either in the Bible Belt, um, I had a, a little bit of a knowledge, but just didn't really care or have really the time or effort to put into any of it. And so um, I basically went to college and then partied my way through college and basically was asked to leave a university and I was moving to Fayetteville, Arkansas um, with two of my buddies who were living down there and two guys I still have a great relationship with. And so uh, one of the guys was a guy who was just was kind of the cool guy to hang out with in, in high school. His dad, you know, had a Harley and they had a Camaro and we could go over there and party, that kind of thing. But he had this crazy life transformation um, in Joplin, Missouri, whenever he was going to MSSU. And uh, Sean had just become this c- completely different person. He was somebody who was totally in love with Jesus and really was super passionate about uh, telling people about him and really about making disciples. And it was just crazy how um, his life had completely changed. And so uh, he was one of the guys I was going to move into uh, the house with in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and I moved into the house with him. And I took a job down there, driving a little local route semi truck, and and I had to drive a little ways. But um, I got the opportunity like, one time on like a Saturday to do a whole day like event with this with this organization, and and I come home and he's standing uh, or sitting at the table uh, in the living room at the coffee table. And he's got a, a Bible, a steno notepad, and a pen in front of him. And he basically said, hey, can I share something with you? And he proceeds to share the bridge illustration, which is a gospel illustration. Super simple. And I knew how to answer most of the questions. But there was one question at the very end that he asked me. He said, Brad, are you tired of living for yourself and, living, and you want to live for God? And I couldn't say no to God, right? Who says no to God, right? We can't do that. <laughs> and so... Um, I basically just sat there and I think I ended up sitting, sitting there for a couple hours and, um, he just sat right next to me. He never moved. 
And I was like, man, I was like, I, uh, how do I get out of this you know, situation, whatever it may be? And I finally just got up and I said, I'm going to bed. And he's like, okay, well, I'm here if you need to talk. I said, okay. So the next couple of days were kind of weird. It was kind of whatever, you know, between us. But then the, on the third day, really the third, third, fourth day, it was like something was all over me. And I had realized that I was tired of living for myself and the Holy Spirit was on me like something else. And it was time for me to change my life completely. And I really felt like that the only way to do that was to um, give my life over to Christ. And so um, November 18th of 2004 is when I uh, surrendered my life to Christ on an igloo cooler in the garage at that house uh, with a guy named Sean Cooper. And so um, if you get to meet my kids, we've got three boys, Hudson, Noah, and Cooper. And our youngest is named after the guy who led me to the Lord, Sean. So um, it's been a crazy deal. But through that whole getting to know them and being able to serve alongside of the local church there in Fayetteville, Arkansas. I got an opportunity to do an internship and learned really what my foundation was and my faith and totally what what my understanding was of who Christ was and who God was and what our response and what our role was as we live out what the Bible tells us to do. And so through that whole process, um, got asked to lead a mission trip uh, to Thailand. I was like, I don't even have a passport. How am I supposed to lead a mission trip to a foreign country? And Tiffany was actually on that team and got the opportunity to go. And um, And then after that, I was asked to go to China. And I've been to China seven or eight times now. And so doing mission work specifically with college students and just seeing God's heart for the world has changed my life um, completely. And really working with college students and on college campuses has been a huge part of our life, really, in our ministry with having uh, international students in our house and college students in our house, but then also being able to lead and mobilize adults to go on mission and really to be able to um, do what God has called them to do, which is uh, proclaiming his name and in everything that we do, whether it's across the street or across the world, you know, our goal is to um, just share Christ's love with others. And so, so that's kind of what we have been up to um, really over the last 13 years or 13 plus years is just been trying to do that as much as possible. Very good. So you all, uh, we heard your perspective uh, of how you ended up coming to meet and you shared before you were, uh, before you came to Christ, you were also a, a driver of a yeah, I drove a Budweiser truck. A Budweiser truck. Yep. And uh, <laughs> and in that in that career, I remember you telling me before, like it was one of the greatest jobs because everybody for real everybody loves the Bud Man. Everybody loved to see you coming. Yep. Uh, how do you contrast that now with being a, a pastor? And and you're one of the most, and, and both of you are, and many of our staff team is. So many people in our church have this wiring, this hospi- hospitable uh, spirit about them. Want to know people, want to pursue people, uh, spend time with people. Uh, how do you compare that though to when people find out that you're a you're a pastor? And not always do people have the same type of affection and joy as when they see the beard guy coming. Everybody loves the Bible, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. There's a Bible guy. Yeah. Uh, so one of the places that I frequented in uh, Tulsa, where we were at, was a little pub called um, George's Pub, and I had some of the best conversations in there. But immediately when you tell somebody you're a pastor, the walls go up. They change their tune they stop talking the way they normally would stop or be talking and 
So it's completely different when you when you're the bud guy. Everybody's just happy to to see you and wants to be your best friend. Um, but uh, but yeah, being a pastor, it's a uh, it's a little bit more different when you're talking to people who don't know Christ. When you're talking to people who love Jesus and they're excited and they want to tell you about every Christian that they know. And so, because that's what we do, right? Oh, do you know this person? Do you know this person? Do you know this person? So, uh, just so we know, I, I, I'm learning people in Nacogdoches right now. I don't know everybody, so I know most people do. So, but um, but yeah, so that was that was my pre kind of cursor of of uh, before I came to know Christ as the Bud Man. <laughs> Well, you all have had a whirlwind of a, of a week already. Tiffany, you've uh, accepted a position at the charter school. I have. And you're going to be there. And I know it's been such a buzz that you're, uh, you all have got to be a little bit roasted right now. Uh, but can you speak a little bit about how the Lord has kind of opened the door and, and brought about this, uh, this partnership and this planting roots down here in Nacogdoches? From your perspective, Tiffany, what's this yeah, been like? It has been absolutely crazy and only could have come from God. Um, I have not actually taught in six years since we lived in Missouri. And I, to be honest, up till a couple weeks ago, had no plans of going back to teaching right now anyway. Um, with Cooper, our youngest, being two and a half, I was going to continue to be a stay-at-home mom. If I found something part-time, great. Um, but the Lord has continued to show us that what we had planned was not necessarily what he had planned. And... This opportunity came up a couple weeks ago, um, and Brad and I talked about it, and he said, you know, he, he goes, I really feel like, he told me that he felt like I had thrived when I was teaching, and when I had that community of, of something outside of just mom. And as much as I love our boys, um, I was like, okay, Lord, like, am I ready to do this? Mm-hmm. And so we prayed about it and just felt like, you know, we were, I was going to walk through it until the Lord either shut the door or he opened it wide up. Mm-hmm. And um, with the, the day I got an email saying we would like to talk to you about an interview was also the same day we got a phone call from the preschool that we wanted Cooper at that he had gotten a spot at the preschool. And just the way things kept lining up, I mean, there was no other explanation other than God was working. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I had my interview as I was walking out. They called me back in and said, we have one more thing to talk to you about. And I walked in and they said, if you want the job, it's yours. And so I went home. Brad asked me how the interview went. <laughs> and I said, I was offered the job, um, which thankfully uh, the boys are going to be able to go to the charter mm-hmm. schools. My older boys are, Hudson and Noah. And so um, it has just been Crazy. One, crazy. It's and just it, been crazy. That's all there is to say well, about I, it. And like we, I mean, we've said this before that God has always been, it's this way or no way. And he has made a very clear direction and a path for us. And it's just continuing to move that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I will, I get to go back to work and I'm, it took me a while to process it. I mean, this was two weeks ago that I even heard about the job and um, but I'm so excited for the community um, that it's going to bring and the opportunities for the boys and for me and just to be part of an amazing community and just as Na- in Nacogdoches as a whole. Um, we're so excited to be here and yep. just feel like the Lord's hand has been on it the whole way. 
and yeah, and just ready to hit the ground running. So. Yeah, and it will be that as well. Nagadoches, as you know, being a, a college community, it picks up steam here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. I know we'll be going back to two services on the 15th, Stephen. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that as well, with going back to two services, uh, we'll have our small groups ministry. We'll be getting kicked off in September, uh, of which I know, um, Brad, you're excited about yeah, being part of that sure. and championing folks getting involved there. Yeah. Super excited about the opportunity and really to be able to help connect people to people. And so with having opportunity to be able to engage. I'm still, I'm still learning, obviously, the leaders that we have and people that we have, but I'm hoping to see some new groups start and kick off and have a place for people to, to engage with their families. I think, I think that's one of the biggest, most important things with the church is really for having a place for people to connect um, and be able to be poured into and be able to pray together and eat food together and have, sit across the table and have coffee together Whatever it may be, um, I just want. I just think that that's a that's a vital part, and I want that anybody that comes in here that we have a really small back door that people will don't want to leave. They want to stay engaged because of the community that they found here, and mm-hmm. so that's the that's one of the biggest parts and best way to do community together is through small groups. Yeah. Well, uh, this Sunday we are uh, continuing through Exodus. Uh, we're grateful for this past Sunday. Bobby uh, was able to preach uh, for us this Sunday, and uh, just super grateful for uh, for him and and his ministry and their family. We had them, he and Mary, on the podcast not too long ago, and uh, grateful for their continued ministry here. Obviously, um, I'll be in Washington this <laughs> this uh, this Sunday. We're celebrating our fifteenth wedding anniversary, so we're going to be traveling the Pacific Northwest. But uh, Ryan's going to be uh, leading us in worship. One of our elders is going to be leading um, musical worship this Sunday. And so grateful for that. But Brent, as we prepare for this Sunday and um, for gathering once again, you know, I, I'm just so grateful. I, 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 hold on. I'll get there in just a second. But I, I wanted to say, you know, being back uh, this Sunday and, and um, worshiping with our church family, I just don't ever want to take that for granted that Sunday Always comes, praise God, for us mm-hmm. to, to to gather again, and so we don't want to take that lightly. So as we gather and we prepare our hearts to worship together again this Sunday, um, Brent, what should we be getting ready for? Hey, we'll be in Exodus five fifteen through chapter six verse one. We'll just pick up the very first verse of chapter six, and we really see this roller coaster that goes on that we'll see for another couple of chapters in the book of Exodus. We're going to talk about good news, bad news, worse news, and one central idea is kind of this roller coaster that takes place and. Everyone's going to ride a roller coaster, but if you're going to ride a roller coaster, you might as well ride the one that's going to lead to the Lord. And that's what we see right here in these few verses. There's good news happens, bad news, worse news. Israel blames the ambassadors of the Lord. They blame it all on Aaron and Moses. Uh, but the good news uh, is, that, uh, is that they remember the Lord. Uh, Moses and Aaron still remember the Lord. Uh, and they don't protect the Lord from their grieving. They grieve to the Lord. Uh, and, and the greatest news, the best news of all these things, that the Lord reminds Moses that the battle is ultimately his. Mm. The confidence of the people of God always comes in the faithful working of their kind, sovereign God. He, he, he lets us struggle with op- op- obstacles, and He, he meets us in them mm. and uh, gives us just what we need at the present time. Even though I know our faith, we, we don't always like it to work out that way. We wish we knew all things, that He that He worked out all things exactly at our timing. Uh, but He's faithful in all His ways. We see His faithfulness demonstrated again and again and again uh, according to His covenant faithful promise He made to Abram that Moses receives a blessing in, that Israel receives a blessing in. No longer will they be for very much longer a sojourning people, but they will indeed enter into that land 
uh, in a matter of, well, I guess ultimately of generations in this mm-hmm. time. But they won't be captives for much longer. Uh, and so this question that Moses wrestles with, why did you ever send me? Why did you send me here to do this? Why did you do that? I think that's a question that many of us can wrestle with at different seasons of our life. Mm-hmm. But Christ is our great hope, and God has uniquely placed us for this, si- this time in history in East Texas, surrounded with people every single day that are asking the question, why did this happen? Mm. Why is this? And we have the opportunity to give them Jesus. Now, what a privilege we get to have together. So, Stephen, I know we want you to have a great trip, a restful, restorative trip. I know you've had a, uh, a whirlwind as well these last couple of weeks, but we're grateful for you as well, brother. Uh, and I know also this Sunday on, on the 8th at 4 p.m. we'll have our, our, our church family meeting. This is a great time to come together in the sanctuary. We'll have child care provided, but to be able to pray together as a church as we ready ourselves for this new uh, fall and, and summer, uh, fall and spring of ministry that the Lord gives us. Yeah. Yeah, obviously we can look back on some some recent history and, and see how uh, ministry has been impacted by coronavirus and all of the different changes and a lot of the... F- Honestly, the fruit that the Lord has brought out of this season, it's actually been, um, you know, Brent, I've heard you describe it as just a really sweet season. You know, it, honestly, it's kind of been strange maybe to say that doesn't line up with the news lines. That doesn't, that doesn't sell newspapers or whatever people buy these days. I don't think there's any newspapers out there anymore. Tele- but Telegraphs yeah, and all the things that are happening in these days. Yeah, yeah Morse code, whatever. Yeah, it's really popular. Um, but, but, but it has been a sweet uh, time of ministry for us. And so just looking back on, you now I got to, the, to, to look back on the last family meeting we had and just to see what we were talking about then and now to see what's come and bringing on a new staff member and a new pastor to our ministry and, um, and uh, being able to celebrate with the other ministries as they share um, what has happened and what we'll what we're planning to 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 pursue um, by the Lord's grace it will be an important time for us together so yeah truly be there if you can for uh, that family meeting it'll be a, an important time so uh, well Brad and Tiffany as we um, kind of wrap this up I'd love to ask maybe if you would just share with uh, with the church as we uh, as we close this maybe some specific ways we can be pre- praying for for you as you get settled in here. Um, and then maybe some things that you're hoping to kind of uh, see happen in the next few months as we hit the ground running here mm-hmm. just a little bit. Yeah, so super, we're super excited about being here and super excited to see what God's going to do through grace and through us and stuff. But as Tiffany was talking about the idea of uh, hitting the ground running, she starts work tomorrow. So be praying for her as she gets classrooms ready and all that stuff. Um, and then uh, just be praying for her house situation. We have made an offer. They accepted the offer. And so we're kind of walking through what that looks like and uh, all the loan stuff and title stuff and all that kind of stuff. So just be praying for us that that would go through smoothly. We'd like to be in a house, our house, um, sooner than later, if that's what the Lord plans. And so um, we're excited about that. And then as far as grace goes, like, Super excited about September and the launch of small groups and what that looks like for new people that are coming to town and especially being able just to engage new people uh, to the body, but then also um, getting to learn. I'm, I'm just pray for me to be able to remember people's names and uh, really to be able to, to, to learn as much as I possibly can about grace and about the future of what missions looks like here and then also what the past of what missions has looked like here. And so... I don't want to leave anything in the past. I want to. I want to know what um, a lot of that looks like, or whether that's been, and so relationships that we have built all around the world, and even here in Nacogdoches across the street. So 
love to learn as much as possible. And so just be praying for me just to have the excitement and the uh, energy to be able to learn as much as possible and um, and to be able to encourage Tiffany as she starts this new job and the boys as they start their new schools and just um, excited about that. So we're pumped and we're so thankful for Grace and for just the love that you guys have shown us. We are super encouraged by that. Cool. Praise God. Well, church, we love you. We're grateful for you and grateful for uh, the way that Lord is the Lord is working uh, in you and through you, as we see uh, the gospel working through through us and um, working to to the Lord is working in us to conform us into the image of His Son. And uh, just just being here for three years, you know, I'm excited. Like I'm kind of reminiscing with you as right. I'm, I'm thinking about the time you know uh, Brent and I you know got here around the same time, and to see just what the Lord has done in these short three years that we've been here. And to now see what the Lord is going to continue to do, He is He is at work. And so, church, we we uh, we praise the God, we praise the Lord for you, praise God for you, and uh, we look forward to gathering again this Sunday. See you there.